the plants, the flowers, the wind, the soil, the rocks, the volcanoes, like every single bit of consciousness in the natural world has some kind of a spirit. You're listening to Let's Be Omnist, the show where we are celebrating spiritual diversity, one truth and one story at a time. I'm your host, Michael Anthony, spiritual life coach and intuitive reader from thedivinerlife.com. Welcome to season two, episode 12. As always, I am honestly beyond excited to be here with you sharing yet another story, another truth, another slice of happiness, (laughs) if you will. Uh, Excited announcement uh, before I dive in. Last week, I mentioned to you that I would be living my full-time diviner life by episode 13, but plans have changed for the better. I am no longer at my muggle job, and I am 110% fully living this life. I'm here and committed to the diviner life all day, every day. So if you have requests, maybe feedback, or other cool things that you'd like to see happen here on the podcast, or maybe on my social media, please feel free to let me know because I really want to bring you more of what you love or what you want to make sure that this experience is healing and helpful. Okay, so now back to today's episode. Today is part two of my conversation with George Lizos. And just as a reminder, George Lizos is a spiritual teacher, an intuitive, and the host of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. George is also the author of two books, his first book, Be the Guru, and his newest book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, which is coming out this June. George is also the creator of a new healing modality called Elemental Healing, which he created with Hay House author Callista, who is actually our guest next week, but more on that in a minute. So this week on the show, George is talking to us about elementals, and for those of you that don't know, elementals are fairies, unicorns, elves, you name it. But we're not just talking about some fluffy little beings that you see in Disney movies or in fairy tales. We are talking about the power and the spirit of nature. So go ahead and grab yourself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a cup of whatever you'd like. Because in the spirit of truth and honesty, here's my second conversation with George Lizos. Right, George, welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Omnist. I am so excited that you are here again to chat about a totally new topic. How are you? Thank you so much for having me the second time. This is so exciting, Michael. <laughs> Thank you so like, like I loved our first conversation all about uh, Hellenic polytheism, the Greek gods, and I'm so excited to uh, dive into this episode to talk about something else. Yes, I knew that I couldn't possibly fit all of your magic and light into one episode, so this is definitely necessary. Before we dive into our topic for the day, why don't you take a moment to tell the listeners who you are, what you do, what you think? Of course. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is George Lizos. I'm a spiritual teacher. I'm an intuitive. I'm the author of Be the Guru and the upcoming Lightworkers Gotta Work. And I work with lightworkers to help them find, follow, and fulfill their life purpose. And I do this by combining a variety of different tools like psychic. um, I do a lot of psychic protection work. I help people get very clear on their life purpose. But I also work a lot with the elementals, which is, uh, which is what allows, in my opinion, lightworkers to both nurture their light and work their light really powerfully. 
I love that you brought up the elementals because that's what we're going to talk about today. I know that you work with it a lot and I know what you're talking about when you say elementals, but for the listeners that don't know, can you clarify what an elemental is? Yes. The elementals are the spirits, consciousness, and animism of nature. They are nature spirits. They are the, in the same way that you and I have a spirit and consciousness and a soul, so too do every single aspect out in nature. The plants, the flowers, the wind, the soil, the rocks, the volcanoes, like every single bit of consciousness in the natural world has some kind of a spirit. And this is what we collectively call the elementals. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense. I think that people that do have a vague understanding of elementals, they hear it and they just think of it as these fluffy creatures who are like unseen and untouchable. And um, for you to really just explain like, no, listen, it is about nature spirits. That's so important to me. Um, Would you mind talking about kind of the different elementals that you may run into as you're doing this work? I would love to. So there are five types of elementals that people usually encounter. We have earth, fire, water, air, and spirit. Okay. Now, we've personified the different elementals within the different elements in the form of unicorns and mermaids and fairies and gnomes so that we can give their energy a more personal feel, more physical feel, and therefore be able to communicate and work with them in a more palpable way. So that's something I want to clear in, in the beginning. Like the mermaids, don't, like, which are water elementals, don't look like women with a tail. <laughs> it, this is just this is just the way we've perceived that energy mm-hmm. okay and through time if you see different cultures around the world uh, the way they portrayed mermaids cultures that had no way of communicating with each other and exchanging information they define mermaids in that exact way they portrayed them as half human half fish because that is the energy that we collectively identified with that so that's something that i want to clear but let's talk about the specific different elementals within the different elements. So we have the element of earth and the earth elements, such as the tree dryads, the flower fairies, the forest nymphs, the mountain giants, the gnomes, and the elves. There are so many different types of Mm -hmm. earth elementals. These are basically the spirits within the earth element. The earth element is all about our connection to the planet earth, our connection to materiality. It's all about manifesting money and abundance and bringing playfulness into our life. It's all about our relationship with physicality. It's what connects us to the physical world. We're made out of earth as we're made out of all the other elements as well, but we have a lot of earth because this is what we can touch when we touch ourselves. It's also part of what we can touch in the physical world. So just just a note for people to not see the elementals as things outside of themselves, but realize that we are elemental ourselves. We are, we have all the elements as, as part of ourselves. So, but more specifically to the earth element now, we have the tree dryads, which are the spirits of trees. Many people have had such deep connection to trees and a way to communicate and, and heal through them. We have the flower fairies, which are the flowers, sorry, the, the, the spirits that live within flowers. And of course, we have the gnomes and the forest nymphs that are the really um, the tricksters of the elementals that run uh, in the forests and out in the countryside. 
Then we have the air elementals. Those are the least popular ones, but the ones we have uh, most contact with because mm. we breathe them in whenever we take a breath. The air elementals are connected to our mental functions. They're all about our thoughts and our belief systems, including past life beliefs. They're all about the fluidity of life and allowing ourselves to be more flexible and changing and shifting as, as change comes into our lives. Mm. They, we, they are known as the sylphs primarily. There are many other different types, but we collectively work with, this, with, the, uh, with the air elementals called the sylphs. But we also, if we go back to our previous episode about Hellenic polytheism, the ancient Greeks defined the, the air elementals as the, the four winds, Boreas, Nautilus, Eurus, and, um, and Zephyrus. Okay. The four main divinities. That was a north wind, south wind, east wind, and west wind. They called them uh, four winds, and they gave them names. But we all can also work with them as elementals because they are elementals. Interesting. And we have a different breeze spirits, like the, uh, the sea breeze, the mountain breeze, the desert breeze. Each bring different energies. And when it comes to those breezes, they are composite elementals. They combine, they work with different elements to create a blended elemental. For example, a desert breeze is a composite elemental of earth, oh, sorry, of fire and earth. Sorry, fire and air. Mm. And, and a little bit of earth as well. So it's not so black and white when you when you work with the elementals, because they're not so separated from the physical world. They, they have all the elements with them. So they create a lot of different, more complicated energies when you go with composite elementals. But mm -hmm. generally, these are the air elementals. Then we have the fire elementals. Fire is all about change and transmutation and transcending our fears. It's all about taking action and moving forward. It's mm -hmm. the embodiment of masculine energy. So when we work with the fire elementals, such as the dragons, specifically the volcano dragons, the, uh, the sun dragons, we have the earth core dragons, we have the salamanders, which are the little elementals you find in candles and in bonfires. So when you, the phoenix, when you connect to all these different types of, uh, of fire elementals, then they can empower you and give you qualities that you need to move forward with your life purpose. So someone lacking masculine energy would do well to work with the fire elementals, specifically the volcano dragons. They're all about spontaneity. That makes sense. Then we have the, um, so earth, air, fire, water. The water is all about uh, the depth of our unconscious mind and our emotions and romantic relationships, familial relationships, friendships, our relationships with ourselves, digging deep into our unconscious mind and uh, releasing suppressed emotional hurts. We have the lake mermaids, which are all about self-love. We have the ocean mermaids, which are all about romantic love. We have the river mermaids, which, which are all about familial and friendship relationships. We have the undines, that's a collective name of water elementals. We have the sprites, that are the little uh, water particles you see splashing down a river, down river rapids and waterfalls. You have the waterfall nymphs and the river nymphs. Uh, so many different types of water elementals, each one specializing in a different aspect of life relating to relationships and emotions. And finally, we have the spirit elementals. Not many people talk or teach about them. 
But uh, Kalista and I, Kalista is the author of The Unicorn Rising. We co-created a course called Elemental Healing Practitioner Course, which is a new healing modality all about connecting with the elementals. It's a hands-on healing modality, but also channels the elementals and guides people through different processes uh, with the elementals. And we wanted to bring in the element of spirit as well, because that's what bridges things together. The Mm -hmm. element of spirit is the one that allows for the animism and the consciousness and the work that all the other elements are doing. It is their soul, basically. It's what connects everything together, and it's also what connects the elementals and the elements to the spiritual realms. It's what connects us to the spiritual realms. Mm. Okay, so the spirit element, that's basically its function, the connecting and a bridge between the physical and the spiritual world. But at the same time, we experience the spirit element through their elementals, which are the unicorns, the Pegasians, and the muses, the Greek muses. So the unicorns help us find and follow our life purpose. It is a spiritual extension of our souls. So every single one of us has a unicorn spirit guide, which is our soul projecting in a form of a unicorn to guide us. But we also have a collective presence of unicorns, who are the spirit elementals, the Pegasians, who help us after we overcome our fears, help us rise and thrive and keep uh, flying higher. And then we have the muses who help us bring and channel divine guidance from the spiritual realms into our bodies, into the physical realm, so we can move forward with our life purpose. That is so interesting <laughs> to hear you, um, you know, talk about the muses as part of that spirit element. Indeed. Uh, I would have never really thought about that, but it makes so much sense to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they channel the information to the spirit world, to the physical world. So they're they're minor divinities. They're elemental divinities. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I definitely understand that. And so you mentioned that you and Kalista were doing this new um, healing modality, the elemental... Healing practitioner course. Healing practitioner course. Thank you. Can you tell me a little bit about... Like what you mean by that? You said it's a hands-on healing modality? Yes, we're so excited to have created this course uh, because there is so much interest in the elementals, but there aren't any quality courses out there that help you connect with all the different elementals and apply it to healing. So Kalista and I have both been working and connecting with elementals for over 15 years. Kalista is the Hay House author of a book called The Unicorn Rising, as I said, which is all about connecting with the spirit elementals of unicorns. And I studied the elementals on both a university level because I studied geography for my first degree. So I studied volcanoes and ocean currents and all that. And then uh, I studied them on a spiritual level through my spiritual path. And we wanted to bring our knowledge together to create a healing system after all the experiences that we've had with seeing people heal by connecting to the nature of spirits. So it's a, it's, it's a um, 12-week practitioner course. The first six weeks are all about connecting to the elements and attuning to the elements and the elementals. So we have week one is all about the earth, and we move into air, then water, then fire, and spirit. And then basically during these weeks, practitioners learn how to channel the elements and the different elementals They connect with all their elemental guides. They learn how to uh, give hands-on healing as well as remote healing, therefore allow specific elements or elementals to flow through them and channel the energy to another person. Mm. They learn how to give uh, intuitive readings by connecting to other people's 
elemental spirit guardians, basically. Okay. And they learn different other exercises they can practice out in nature with the elementals. So we teach everything in the first six weeks. And then the final six weeks, the, uh, the practitioners go out there to practice their skills, to deepen their knowledge. They have to submit case studies, uh, therefore go give treatments to people and write back their feedback. They have to write a meditation as well. Um, like we teach okay. people how to guide meditations, how to, to write meditations, so they're able to guide their clients. So there is some homework involved. And then um, if they submit everything correctly, they become certified. So we've had our first um, 15 certified elemental healing practitioners last, last March, and we're excited to be running the course again this coming March. And for anyone interested uh, listening right now, you can join the Elemental Communication Facebook group with me and Kalista, and we're going to share all the information there. That sounds so amazing. That is so detailed and in-depth, and you are so right when you say that that's not available anywhere else. Yes. There's plenty of books about elementals, but they are always just kind of surface level, and it sounds like you are really And a bit fluffy. I, like, I yeah. see so many books. They're just, they, I mean, there's nothing wrong with fluffy. I like fluffy. I love fluffy. I am fluffy. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> let's go deeper though. <laughs> yeah, that definitely makes sense. I, one thing that you mentioned is that you teach people to like connect with other people's elemental guides. Mm. And I know that you said, you know, everyone's like soul projection is kind of comes as like unicorn, but does that mean that there's also other um, forms of like the earth elementals and water elementals that everybody has their own? Absolutely. So as part of uh, my upcoming book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, that's coming out in, in June, June 4th, um, I made a conscious choice to not bring in angels or ascended masters or other spirits and solely focus when it comes to connecting with the spirit world with the elementals. Why? Because Lightworkers Gotta Work is all about balancing the divine masculine and the divine feminine within us, and then using this balanced energy to not just know and nurture our light, but also work it and express it into the world. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion and in my experience, the best way to find that balance instantly and express and work our light into the work, into the world, is to connect with the elementals because. Nature is always perfectly balanced. I mean, look at um, the way the world works. Now, my geography teacher used to tell me, George, it's not about saving planet Earth. It's about saving the human race. Because planet Earth has systems that ensure they bring it back to balance. But in the process of coming back to balance, the Earth may kick us out because we've been abusing it and distracting it for so long. I mean, the earth has been here for billions of years. We've we've only been here for a few, like, um, 100,000 years. (laughs) So it's survived for so long, and it's going to keep on surviving. But with with what's going on in the world right now, with all the abuse uh, we're, we're creating... The Earth may decide that we're no longer fit <laughs> to be to, to be its inhabitants and just kill us all. So the whole point of connecting with the Earth is to save ourselves. By the way, I'm I'm, I'm telling you all that is because the Earth is balanced. Whenever the, wherever there is a distraction, therefore um, an earthquake um, or 
you know, earthquake, when the, the earth is suppressed down into the magma, there is an eruption somewhere else. So there is both masculine and feminine energy working together. And you can see that in every single piece of consciousness in the natural world. Mm. Plants are balanced. There is the, um, during the winter, everything, nature goes to sleep. So that's feminine energy. And then during springtime, it comes back into life, masculine energy. So if you see the cycles of nature, they are balanced in their masculine and feminine energy. So all we need to do to find that balance within us is to turn to nature and realize we are part of nature. We just chose to disconnect with it and live in these mega cities and forget and burn the trees and cut down the trees and just lock ourselves in this urban concrete prison and disconnect from it, from the natural world. And that's why we polarize and we're either abusing masculine or abusing feminine energy. Mm. So by connecting with the elementals, then we find this balance and we work our light in a more balanced way. That makes a lot of sense. So if someone wanted to work with their um, own personal elementals, what would you say is one of the easiest ways to kind of start that journey? Perfect. So I didn't answer your original question because I went on a tangent, which was your question was <laughs> how to, <laughs> how, like, do we all have different elementals uh, from different elements? And to connect it to your current question is, yes, we all have different elementals because we are elemental ourselves. And therefore, because we're made out of fire, the warmth within us, air, the air we breathe, water, the water in our body, um, earth, our physicality, and spirit, our soul, because we're elementals, we have access to all the different elementals, and therefore we are able to connect not just with the elements, the collective energy of the elements, but the specific elementals within those elements. I find that we all have um, a guardian from each element. We have an earth guardian, therefore guide we have an air guardian, a fire, a water, and a spirit guardian. And they're just waiting for us to communicate with them in a conscious way. Like our guardian angels, they're always there protecting us and guiding us, but it's up to us to shift our perspective and our attention so we can communicate with them. Same thing with the elementals. It's just a matter of us uh, connecting with them and like wanting to do so. How do we do that? We can use meditations, meditation journeys, which is what the Elemental Healing Practitioner course is all about. And also in my book, Lightwork has got to work. Uh, I have many meditations to connecting with the elementals. And I actually have a specific meditation to meet your elemental guardian spirit. Okay. So people can do that in the book. Uh, but another easier way, get out in nature, go on a nature walk, go out to the beach and sit there and close your eyes and ask for your um, water a guardian to to come into your awareness or go out to the park and ask for your earth or air elemental to meet you or get a candle and call for your salamander guide to come forth go out in nature and interact with nature and allow nature to communicate with you and many people ask me how do you communicate with nature how do you communicate with the mermaids when you go to the beach and then i ask the question so when you're on the beach and you're staring into the ocean and you feel uh, calm, and you feel your heart opening, and you start uh, feeling emotions. Those emotions are not entirely yours. Mm -hmm. They are a co-creation between you and the ocean. Therefore, you and the mermaids 
And therefore, those emotions are the messages from the mermaids. So okay. the, the, this aff- it's called an affect. It's not an emotion, it's an affect. It's the way we are affected by nature. And we experience it as something very instant. It's, it before, before it becomes an emotion, it's the way we're affected by an element. That affect, that is a communication that nature has with us. And of course, with our psychic abilities, we can go deeper and we can use our visualization to call upon uh, the different elementals. And then we can use our intuition languages like clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairsentience to receive mm-hmm. most, more specific messages. But at the very simple, um, basic place, we can have this emotional communication with the elementals. Do you find that, um, no, I know you said, let me preface this question with, I know you said everybody is balanced and we have all of the elements available to us, but do you find that people tend to be called towards or lean towards one element more than the other? Yes. Any reason? Yes. Usually it's the element of our astrological sign. Now I'm, I'm not an astrologer and I haven't studied astrology on a deep level but I've noticed that (laughs) with people like with myself as well. I'm a Leo. So I have an attraction to the fire element naturally. Um, But so the answer to your question is yes, we have an an attraction to a specific element. It's usually the element we feel more, more comfortable expressing and being in. Hmm. So because um, I'm naturally attracted to fire My my masculine energy is more dominant within me. So that's basically how it works. But at the same time, the element we like the least is the one we lack the energy of the most and therefore the one we need to connect to to heal. (laughs) Mm. For example, I used to hate water and I live on an island and I used to hate going to the beach. (laughs) And then I realized the reason I hated water was because I hated using my feminine energy. And it was Mm. part of my healing journey of getting myself to the beach. Um, Now, let me give you a funny story about that because uh, I had a very traumatic breakup when I was a teenager and with this guy. And it took me seven years to get over him. And basically, right after the breakup, it was my first, you know, first love. Okay. Yeah. It was my first time I fell in love. I, I ex- exchanged our I love yous. He took it back like a few months later. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, <laughs> what happens to my feelings? Like, what's going on now? Like, am I worthy? And that was after being bullied at school and going through a lot of like, um, self-judgment and external judgment as well. So Mm. it really hit me hard. And I chose to, rather than feeling my feelings and expressing my feminine energy, to suppress it. I'm like, okay, shutting the door to my heart. I'm not going to feel. I'm going to stick to casual sex. No relationships. All is well. And for seven years, that's what I did. I didn't allow myself to cry or express negative emotion or I suppressed myself, basically. Mm. And, and, and basically glorified masculine energy and suppressed my feminine energy. And during that time, I had a natural distaste of the sea and the water element. Like I used to love it in the past. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, no, 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 I don't like the beach. I created like excuses, like, ooh, I don't like the sand getting in my fingers. Like, like silly excuses like that. Oh, the water is too salty. Like I'm allergic, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. <laughs> and then <laughs> one summer, I was in Cyprus for holidays. 
and then I woke up from a mermaid dream. And in the dream, a couple of mermaids appeared and they told me, George, come find us on the beach. So crazy, weird, woo-woo me. I woke up at 2 a.m., got in the car and drove 30 minutes to go to the nearest beach. (laughs) And I found the exact beach accidentally that I had in my dream. And I sat there and I faced the ocean after so many years of justice tasting it and not wanting to go there. And while I was staring at the ocean and I connected to the mermaids, they encouraged me to let the concrete wall that I had built around my heart come off and allow myself to feel. Mm. And that's when I started crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. I had my journal with me. I journaled and journaled and journaled, let out all, the, all, all that hurt, all those emotions, all the disappointment, all the anger that I was feeling and holding inside for seven freaking years. Mm. And then it took me like a couple of hours. And then they invited me to come into the water and they told me um, salt water has the ability to uh, absorb um, negative emotions that we keep stuck within our body. So I went into the, uh, the Mediterranean Sea and I allowed the emotions flooding out of my heart and all the toxic suppressed energy to flush out of my body. And that's when my love affair with water began. <laughs> uh, like continued, like yes, reprise, and um, and since then, mermaids and the water element has been something that I am so passionate about. So to bring it back to your question, yes, we have an element we're most attracted to, but we have an element that we distaste, and if we learn to embrace that element, it's going to also become one of our favorite elements, and that's going to help us come into balance. So right now, I love going to the beach. I love connecting to my mermaids. I did a course a few years ago called Mermaid Bootcamp, where it was all about manifesting your soulmate by connecting to the mermaids after my experience. But my point is, I learned to love the water element. So anybody hearing right now, figure out which of the five elements do you not like or like the least, and then do something to embrace that element into your life. That makes sense. Yeah. If you, so I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about all the elements and how you can connect with them. And the only one I'm struggling with, yes. which is funny because it's probably the one I need the most. So I'm like, I don't know. How okay. To do that, is like, how would someone connect with the element of fire out oh. in nature? Mm. So let's start thinking, where is fire? Fire is in the sun. Mm. Fire. It's also in the warmth emitted by different things all around you. Even the lamp that I have next to me right now emits fire. And it's also in bonfires, in candles, and in volcanoes. Sure, not everybody has a volcano next door. (laughs) (laughs) But we can start connecting with them out in nature, meaning looking at the sun, connecting with the warmth of the sun. It's ideal if it's a natural fire, not like electrical appliances, even though we can still do that. But a candle is ideal, a bonfire is ideal. And if we can't find anything, and if you live in countries that are like really up north and you don't get sun for a large amount of the day, then you can still connect with the fire element um, in meditation. But interesting that uh, you, you, you don't like fire that much, Michael, uh, because there is both a masculine and feminine energy within fire. Even mm. though it's the embodiment of the divine masculine, it's never really so that, 
like that polarized, like all the elements have both um, energies within them. Now, just connecting to you right now, just I, I had like, an, uh, like a, a download about you, so I'm just going to share it. That's fine. So, with the sun, has three phases, morning, midday, and evening. So we have the morning sun dragons, the midday sun dragons, and the evening sun dragons, and they all have different functions. And I feel your connection has to be, has to do with balancing those three functions. So the morning sun dragons are all about the energy you need to kickstart something new, the spontaneity, like Think about the beginning of the day. You just have the energy to start your day, and you it's all about starting new projects and moving forward. And then in the middle of the day, the midday dragons are all about clearing psychic attack and clearing your mind of limiting thoughts and giving you a refresh before you continue with your day. And then the evening dragons are all about the feminine side of fire, which is all about putting things to rest. Mm. embracing the nurturing aspect of fire because just cuddling at home and watching netflix that's still fire because you feel warm Mm. and you're in this very nurturing state this womb state of being again that is fire so the sun embodies all three sides of fire so i feel the way you um have not a dislike a disliking of of the fire element is because maybe you're trying right now to find this balance within you of balancing both work and play and feminine and masculine energy. Yeah, it sounds to me like um, I need to start getting up and paying attention to those morning sun dragons because uh-huh. <laughs> it's that kickstart fire that I'm like, uh, okay. It's, it's, it's that interaction great. between the three, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Afternoon, evening, I got all that. It's that <laughs> morning kickstart that I, I could use that. Uh-huh. So. Getting out and seeing the morning sun is super easy here in the mm. sunshine state. Oh, yes. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. I can definitely do that. Thank you for that. Appreciate You're it. Welcome. If people wanted to talk to you more about elementals and dive deeper into the subject and um, all of that, what would be the best way for them to connect with you on the subject? A few places. Uh, Instagram is always a place to go, which is at George Lizas. You can check me out there. Um, my book that's coming out June 4th, it's called Lightworkers Gotta Work, and it's about finding and following your life purpose. And I have a few processes about connecting with the elementals, specifically the unicorns, because the unicorns are more related to their life purpose. So there are a few meditations connecting with the unicorns and others connecting with the other elements as well. And also um, join the Elemental Communication Facebook group to get all the information about the Elemental Healing Practitioner course, which is launching again end of March. Perfect. Okay. Well, before I let you go, if you had to sum up your journey with the elementals and all that you've learned from them, what what would you say is like that core piece of advice that you've learned on that part of your journey? The core piece of advice that I got is that if I spend at least five to 10 minutes out of nature every single day, I'd be happier by the end of the day and during the day. And really five to 10 minutes of being out in nature is not something that I mean, anybody can do it. It's such a simple thing, and yet we don't do it. We just stick on working in these urban jungles. <laughs> <laughs> so very true. why not take five minutes every single day to take your dog for a walk, to be out in nature, and let, let the aura and the energy of nature envelop you and work its magic on you 
without you having to do a meditation or connect. You don't need to consciously connect to it. Just being there like allows nature to works to work its magic on you. I love that. I love that you always give practical, yes. real advice. It's very important. And that makes me super excited to read Lightworkers Gotta Work because I can tell that you are putting Lightworkers. Oh gosh, it is, it is a book full of practices. <laughs> like there's a lot of practices in that book. Well, I'm really excited to uh, get a copy of my own and I am excited to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Michael. All right, all right. That was my second conversation with George Lizos. Thanks, George, for introducing us to the Elementals. And also, more specifically, thank you for inviting us to the Elemental Communication Group on Facebook. I personally joined the group, and I have learned so much about the Elementals and connecting with nature. It's been really fun. Uh, If you would like to learn more about George, you can find him on Instagram, at George Lizos, or you can check out his website, georgelizos.com. Additional information about George's offerings are also available in the show notes below, so please make sure that you check those out. While you're out there perusing social media and checking out the web, please take some time to follow me on Instagram at The Diviner Life or check out my website, thedivinerlife.com. Be sure that you subscribe and check back next week to hear my chat with the mother of unicorns, the queen of the angels, Callista. We are going to be chatting all about her new book, The Female Archangels, as well as a bit about her previous book, Unicorn Rising. Callista is a bright light in this world, and I'm so excited for you to hear from her. Thanks for listening. Remember to share with your friends, your neighbors, your mailman, your paperboy, whoever else you come in contact with today. Remember that I love you. And until next time, be true, be you, be omnist.